1: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 12th of November, 2020. Week uh, 38, 40, 45, 46. Maybe into the uh, uh, COVID crisis. Um, we kind of sort of know who won the election, night. maybe, sort of. Mostly, <laughs> almost all the way, kind of. Um, that's kind of neat, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Um, it's been a weird week, man. I mean, like, how much work did you get done last week? Really honestly. You know, I, I,
3: I yeah. didn't I didn't have a choice. I, I had one of those like I, I had to bury myself in, in a few core projects and it was hard to focus. I, I know where you're where you're going and it was hard to focus, but then at the same time when you're like, I've got a deadline, so I, I did have to train myself and I actually have a sticky note on, on one of my monitors, just reminding me. Uh, and I just says, be mindful, but it's anytime I would start, I wouldn't let my brain, I'd be like, nope, close Facebook. Like, even if I start started, I'm like, "Nope, close that. Nope. Close Twitter. You do not need to be what, you know, real Donald Trump is looking at. Like you do not need to read what's going on on Twitter right now. You don't need to know it's not going to impact your life. So I would just sort of take a time over lunch or something and catch up and
1: Really cool thing is, I, I was doing analytics for clients on on uh, Monday, and you could see the little V shape in traffic um, from like election day Tuesday to the Friday when um, I guess things started to get. When, when was what was the winner? To, or uh, what was Biden um, uh, announced as uh, a presumptive winner as president elect? That was that was Friday, right? Uh, yes. Because around then, you can see the traffic start moving upwards again. Um, it was V down and oh, okay, done. We can go back to like thinking about the web again. Right. <laughs> um, this was this was over four different clients, uh, three of which are uh, are B two B. So, um, right. That's,
3: and that's, that is that's... probably the world that was most impacted. B two C would be would be far less sort of impacted by by those sorts of things. The other neat thing
1: that I just have to mention that's just happened happened quite recently is uh, that I'm, I'm so enjoying this. The IQ level at Facebook has risen precipitously. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Don't tell them. Don't tell those guys. Like it's so much cooler now.
3: <laughs> it's like a culling. Um,
1: they did it to them. No, no. it's a self culling? They 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 yes, jumped exactly. over into parlor. They're probably having a great deal of fun over in parlor. I, I have no idea um but 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 facebook is just so much so much more chill it's amazing yeah
3: Yeah. and and brasco corrected us for for our listeners who might be holding on to our every word as it relates to politics i don't know why you would but it was saturday morning (laughs) we're we're not the source for for news uh on on political things we have opinions of course indeed but um (laughs) But, but so thank you brasco for that correction Um, All right. Where shall we go? Because despite the fact that we all were distracted. The world, you know, here's the cool thing. We can start
1: talking about search again, like almost entirely straightforward. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, uh, especially in the knowledge that Ajit Paj is probably going to lose his job over the FEC or the FCC. Yay. Um, Okay. So GWC is now GSC, but not the GSC that you come to know and love, right? (laughs) WTF. Because that used to be GWT. <laughs> Confused. You won't be after this episode of Webcology or, or SOAP. It's sometimes hard to tell the difference. So Google Webmaster Central was renamed, re-reskinned re, 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 uh, and everything. It's now Google Search Central, which has the acronym of GSC, which kind of goes with Google Search Console, which used to be Google Webmaster Tools, Almost going full circle back to the GW thing. Okay, so remember what we've said frequently about engineers being crappy marketers, just just horrible marketers. Yeah. Just, just they're really good at what they're doing because here's what you're going to get with uh, research and uh, Google search uh, search Google search central, not to be confused with Google Search Console. Yeah. Um, the great Google taketh the great Google. Um, give it back, right? right. Uh, Google's giving a whole bunch more information through um, Search Central. It's, uh, that's the place where, where, where you'd go and have questions answered and stuff by Googleites. But um, they're going to be having FAQs about site positioning, site appearance, um, user experience, uh, stuff about mobile, beginner SEO guides, advanced SEO guides, a whole bunch more information on how to relate to Google is going to be available Um in GSC, and if you study the information that's in GSC, your analytics and your output in GSC will be much better. The other GSC, <laughs> not the not GSC, of course. Do you remember that South Park episode where those guys from space came down and everything was like uh, was like a Markle or something?
3: <laughs> I do <laughs> not think I have seen that episode.
1: Oh, uh, no! Um, oh, god, what was it? I had it on the tip of my tongue. It was uh, the Starboard Marvin episode. Um that's, that's what, that's what the guys at Google are like. There's every, that's, um, or Smurf. They're, they're like Smurfs. It's everything is Smurfy.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> what do you think besides the stupid naming? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm happy to see stuff like this.
3: Um, yeah, I feel sorry for people who called themselves webmasters. Cause they're like, well, it's not you anymore, but it does make perfect sense. Right? Like these are, these are, this is information and tools and etc um, for, um, you know, business owners. It's for, it's, it's for a more, more robust audience. When it first came out, it was basically exactly as the name suggests, right? It was, it was more for webmasters. We'll qualify SEOs in, in there as well, right? Like people who worked on websites now, I think they're trying to expand that and go, uh, we need everybody to drink the Kool-Aid, right? Like, like get them all, get them all in here. Um, and so it, it makes sense, um, but the shorthand of it, like I think you, you touched on it, it <laughs> is going to be a problem. It's going to get worse and worse and worse because I know I will make the mistake. SEO acronym every day. Yeah. Um, so it would have been nice if they had brought a marketing team into that, uh, but they. Well,
1: yo, hint Google, like um, <laughs> we're available. I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. want to be a jerk about this or nothing, but we've known yeah. each other for years. you never call. <laughs>
3: um. And realistically, it wouldn't have been that expensive to hire somebody to just go. What is wrong with this name? Hire the dude, the dude on the on the corner that's spinning signs about the flower shop. Right, they'll tell you. Yeah, you know what? It wouldn't actually cost. You just need John Mueller to tweet out and go. What's wrong with this name? <laughs> And, and he would get a whack of feedback, but I, I know they don't want to tip their hand all the time. Anyway, but speaking aside of, from that, it does make sense. Okay, okay. So
1: speaking of, and I don't want to get stuck on acronyms, but speaking of another challenging acronym, um, there was a neat, neat uh, question that was asked of John Mueller, um, and I think it was, it was supposed to be a PPC question, but he answered it as an SEO question. And it's uh, what um, what impact will BERT have on exact match on exact match keywords? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm pretty sure that the person who asked was, was thinking of, like, you know, what words am I bidding on? Mm-hmm. But um, I, John answered it as, a, as an SEO question. Um, uh, is, you know, having the exact phrasing in your anchor text and title and stuff going to be um, so important? or trying to get away with keywords and all that sort of stuff. But what do you think about that? Like, like um, challenging acronym, BERT being evil, <laughs> but, you know, BERT's actually bi- bidirectional encoding, et cetera. Um Remember the little website, Burt is Evil? Yeah. <laughs> love, love that
2: site.
1: <laughs> so, Burt and Exact Match, is it going to be evil on Exact Match or is it going to help in PPC, help um, figuring out the phrasing?
3: Yeah, I, I think, well, we're dealing with different things, right? I mean, I, I think, and I understand the nature of the question because if we look at it, we'll just use quality score as the the placeholder for, for what would be being referred to here. Does Burt impact quality score? Um, because and, and quality score is basically divided into three core categories. It relates to your, at a keyword level, right? It, it relates to your um, expected click-through rate, your your ad quality and your landing page quality. So BERT can kick in in a few of these positions. Click-through rate, we'll count that as as irrelevant. Machine learning would come in to calculate expected click-through rates, but at the end of the day, the metrics are gonna tell Google what that is. What is the click-through rate? Human beings will define what that is really. So, where this will come in, Bert would would come in is in a preliminary analysis of the text um, and a preliminary analysis of the page copy. So, what is the the relevancy of the page and and how possibly relevant is, is the the text? Most people would use exact match in, um, you know, in, in their actual text in the verbiage anyway. Most. Most do, but but not always. On the page itself, I I could see Bert coming in, and and the thing is about Bert um, that I I think makes it an odd question, and this relates to both the SEO and and paid searches. It does not change what exact means. It changes. I mean, Google's changing what exact means in a But <laughs> <laughs> I've already ranted about that months ago. Um, but it doesn't change what exact means. It just changes your understanding of what else is on a page, right? It, it, there's a specific term beyond the page. So, yes, it could, but only for the positive. It could create a scenario where you don't need to use exact queries on a page. I think we all kind of know that at this point, but from a paid search standpoint, like if we're just looking at paid search, Google has a lot more latitude with what specific terms are on a page. And that's because you're giving them money, right? And so they will give you a little more latitude and go, we'll assume you know what you're doing until the users prove us not. I mean, there's certain exceptions, of course, but they, they will give you a little more latitude. They'll start you out with a quality score of like five and sort of let the data you know define after that I, this is like the loosest possible way of wording that so listeners don't don't jump on this
1: but one of the reasons one of the reasons I was asking about Burton exact match and, and and a potential impact on the paid search world now cuz I thought it would be a cool segue into um Danny Goodwin's um annual 10 things that are going to be different or going to happen in 2021 about this part of the digital marketing uh, sphere. And today is uh, PPC trends in 2021. And the very first thing, the very first one that mentioned is no data, mm-hmm. the uh, Google, Google taking away data. But the second thing that's mentioned there, if, I, if I'm not, if I don't miss my guess, if I remember correctly, is machine learning is going to have a uh, play it play a part in um in PPC, in the,
3: uh, in 2021. Oh, it's, I mean, we, we can already sort of see that, see that coming. Like, I mean, for, for paid search managers, anyway, like, I'm, I'm in there, you, you can see it. And not just machine learning in the simplistic, well, okay, this quote unquote simplistic, like I, 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 this is an incredibly complex area. I have huge respect for the machine learning experts at Google that have been carrying the torch up until about, some throughout 2020, in in the earlier 2020, right? But it it all of a sudden has bumped up a lot um, in in machine learning's impact um, on on the paid search sphere. Um, And and so taking it out just the basic, okay, we're using machine learning systems to help us figure out what quality score should be assigned um, you know, to, to specific experiences, what types of queries should we be sending people, what types of queries are, and I, I'm assuming certain aspects of this, but what types of queries do actually relate to this as a phrase, which type don't. When they're doing things like, uh, when you're doing a, a bid strategy such as target conversions, right? Clearly they have massive machine learning systems behind there going, okay, we need to watch what audiences, what 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 regions, what times of day, are funneling users to maximize conversions or maximize clicks or whatever your bid strategy is and and, and create that that scenario. But beyond that, we have scenario also um add like responsive ad text where we have 15 headlines and four descriptions, fairly simplistic machine learning systems, just sort of like playing around with them and then and then figuring out again, I use the word simplistic very loosely. We're comparing with like BERT here, not not, you know, I mean this is your incredibly complex systems. But basically the the juggle things around until you find a winner is, is in machine learning, you know, sort of genre a fairly you know rudimentary sort of task for, for a machine learning system to, to complete. Incidentally, my mistake, it was number three
1: in their list. Number two was understanding the audience's journey and, and which I think is going to be um, influenced a great deal by machine learning, uh, uh, trying to figure out what the audience individual members of the audience are trying to accomplish in their, their, their buyer
3: journeys. Well, and that gets a lot in there, and what we're starting to see, and and really, I mean, maybe it was in there a little bit ahead of time in beta, and I just didn't notice or or whatnot, um, but a lot more called smart campaigns, but where you can go in and basically go, just just go, and they'll write you. You define certain parts of your ads, but you just basically go, Google, figure it out for me, um, and, and and they actually do. Like we we have segments where we've we've tested that out with with specific clients because it'll basically crawl your site and go things that you're not bidding on already. Let's see what we can do. And you can, you know, set target, um, you know, cost per acquisitions and stuff and just go, just go. Get me the traffic I wasn't getting, right? Give me the things that I didn't specifically state that I wanted. Um, and oftentimes, sometimes it's an absolute train wreck, right? Like just an absolute dumpster fire and, and and you've just wasted client's money. So talk to the client ahead of time. I always do and go, I'm testing this. I don't know. Um, but other times we have gotten a lot more conversions at the same or lower CPA values for specific clients where they just had swaths of keyword phrases we would not have thought or where they're starting to target an audience that we would not have thought to target um, necessarily, but we're just giving them a set budget and going just find me conversions that I'm not already looking for. And, uh, and and they do do pretty well. And that's it's using more... And that's... We're looping up to the, the moderate machine learning in, in my hierarchy here, where I'm referring to the earlier ones as rudimentary, albeit incredibly complex. These I'd view sort of their mid-range and then things like BERT and stuff coming in at the, like, very upper ends of, of their machine learning systems.
1: There's a bunch more on uh, PPC trends for 2021 at uh, Search Engine Journal. Uh, Danny Goodwin uh, published that. I think it was... <laughs> I have to scroll all the way to the top because I scroll all the way to the bottom to read all of them. Uh, yesterday, that he published it. Um, and I would be wrong because it was two days ago that he published it. But uh, uh, check the article out. I'd like to talk more about it, but we got to take a break. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beast on Continent Marketing, this a Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. Stick around, we've got more coming up after these messages.
2: technology. 37 years, Miami-Dade College's week-long celebration of books and writers in downtown Miami, the Miami Book Fair, will be a virtual event for eight days between November 15th and November 22nd, 2020. As the nation's largest and oldest collection of literati, Miami Book Fair 2020 hosts a growing list of more than 200 authors, poets and moderators in conversation, including poet and novelist Margaret Atwood, novelists Jody Picoult, Dean Kuntz, James McBride, Terry McMillan, Lee Child, singer Lenny Kravitz, actress Natalie Portman, CNN commentator Jeffrey Tubin, poet laureate Joy Harjo, environmental activist Aaron Brockovich. Y8 Sensation's Tiffany D. Jackson and David Yoon, among many others. Access to all of Miami Book Fair's 2020 programs will be free the entire week of the fair, November 15th to the 22nd, 2020. A free and simple registration is all that will be required. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFairOnline.com That's MiamiBookFairOnline.com
0: Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement,
2: WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey
1: everyone, welcome back to Webcology at WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, it's the 12th of November, 2020, and I can't get over it not being May anymore. Um, I mean, seriously, time just has stood still for like the last uh, 38 to 40 weeks, maybe 45, 46 weeks. Um, I like this going at 45 to 46 transition. It feels so good. Um, and we're going to get there. We, it, it's really going to happen. Um, well, you said something in the last segment that made me, um, and I don't know if you did, it's almost completely off topic, but it, it involves the changes that we as uh, SEOs and uh, uh, digital marketers have to look at moving into the future. Um, I had a really interesting interview yesterday where we talked a lot about schema um, and the purposes of schema. and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was you said in the last segment that triggered this thought, but I'm going to ask you, when you're thinking about a visit or visitors, would you in- include a personal desktop assistant, an electronic assistant, as a useful visitor. Now think about this, like your, my cell phone is constantly downloading information from, uh, Gmail and, um, from Slack, uh, informing me of times that I have meetings or commitments or work team projects or whatever. And it's filling in a calendar for me, which I'm coming to rely on more and more each day. It occurs to me that that can be a search result if it prompts me to take an action. Um, is a PDA a visit? How? How? What do you think about it? And, and are we going to see increasingly in a more automated world, are we going to be looking or trying to bring in these visitors, um, trying to, 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 to uh, optimize
3: for a digital audience? That may be one of the more... Fascinating concepts, like like to me, just, just mentally to, to 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 consider that I that I've thought of just out of the blue in, in quite a while. Normally Dude, that's
1: why I was so distracted last segment. segment. Like <laughs> I just couldn't get that out of my head.
3: Um, I, I think it's great. And I think it's actually a, a, a use case for and, and I'm sure, and like I'm not a mobile app developer, like clearly, like I'm an SEO. Um, but I, I suspect um that they already have their metrics that they're looking at for that. And it would be interesting though, I, I think where you're going is on a data collection, like especially with like GA4 that's starting to mesh in our, our mm-hmm. web and our apps and, and pulling all that in, go, okay, we're, we're going to look at users, but now we're going to look at individual like snippet engagements almost, yeah. like data point engagements where my data got in front of somebody, be it the weather that I'm feeding out, be it I may not have got the branding, but as a separate metric, I have provided a use we tried a, to a, take a stab at this
1: uh, uh, a couple of years ago when they called them assists, and you could like go down the, uh, but they didn't quite get because that, 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 that they didn't quite get there. That was hard to measure. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see to see what these um, new analytics look like in the future and how we're talking about them. Um, I'm trying to slowly introduce them in reports to clients. Um, and explain them, um, this is the metric we use, and we're going to be probably moving
3: over to using this metric more in the future. It's fascinating. That's, That's the- really, really interesting. Yeah, well, you know what, I can pretty much guarantee to our audience, as both Jim and I have had some time to think about it, and hey, if somebody in the audience has some experience in this area, just Send us a tweet and and we'd we'd love to chat with you and maybe maybe have you on here. I think we'll we'll definitely be talking about this again. And now as I'm going in and configuring some GA four, um, you know, sort of profiles and, and accounts, um, I'm definitely going to be keeping that in mind and trying to dig a little further and go, okay, how can we send event data? Because there's a lot more of that. How can we send event data for mobile apps in and and track this sort of stuff? Okay, and and
1: from from the webmaster end of things, the SEO end, of, and I think it's all schema. You're feeding data to uh, to Google, and what was, what was it? Was it you learned this week? Who um said that a XML sitemap is now our standard of a basic site? Like if you don't got an XML sitemap, you're not even in our ballpark.
3: Was that was that John who said that? I missed that memo. I find that interesting though when it compares with you know other statements that I've heard in the past from Google, going, well, you kind of don't even really need one. <laughs> <laughs> like an XML site, we're gonna, site gonna map. find it anyway. We're, we're gonna find it anyway. That's what we have crawlers for. See, this is when one side of the office
1: doesn't know what the other side of the office is yeah. saying because, of course, an XML sitemap is incredibly useful for Google yeah. because you're feeding it everything that is, that especially right
3: nothing. now, and in, in a time where we can't say, like, because of. of I guess upgrade, I'll call it shortcomings or, or issues with search console. They'll say we're upgrading the system, or at least that was the official word, but you can't request <laughs> indexing right now. So especially with that, being able to go and here's my sitemap map and here's my pages that changed, right? Here's my new pages and, and that sort of thing and give Google sort of a shortcut to go, oh, okay, we haven't seen this one before.
1: There, uh, that is apparently staying. Um, there was, uh, there's constant rumor that that's going to be taken away as Google re- rejigs its whole system and starts taking. It feels like stuff is being taken away because we're getting new tools to work with. Maybe they're trying to look a lot more like micro, like Microsoft's Webmaster tools. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 but um, apparently, they they're, they're that feature is still screwy, but they do intend to keep it.
3: And, and it makes absolutely perfect sense because I have actually seen um, cached pages and, and and issues with pages where there was actually a problem. Copy was was done wrong or where there's a fundamental massive change, especially during like when, when COVID was hitting. And there was constant updates to the data that were coming in on. We have clients and travel where like new things were coming in in their regions and the ability to go. Okay there's a new there's been a change to the way things are being handled and make sure that we're able to push that and make sure that Google knows that we now our page contains information on the thing people are looking up right now because mm-hmm. it's a change in that region right like for us to be able to go no this isn't and it is important it is important that our listeners and our viewers and our you know whoever it may be um, it has the the correct cache when they're asking information from their Google Home, I might not have a display where I can see a date. I might be asking a a Hmm. home device, right? Or, or, you know, that sort of thing to be able to just go and and know that that information is going to be going to be most relevant Um, is important. I'm sure Google would have gotten to it quickly, but we didn't rely on it quickly.
1: Um, And this is one of the reasons Google has been on the push recently for um, so many, again, I'm going to call these feeder systems rather than um, Google discovery systems. Google wants us to feed information off of our sites and we, we've been complaining and there's a lot to complain about with Google hoovering stuff on the desktop search engine result pages so that the uh, user doesn't have to click through. But mm-hmm. Google ain't thinking about the desktop search engine result pages. Google doesn't give a damn about desktop search engine result pages. Google cares about the mobile search engine result pages because more than half of its users are in, are connecting with it in the mobile environment. And that's where increasingly the action is, and where there's more action, more real estate is being seen by search users. More real estate being seen by search users means more place to put ads, which means more money for Google. Which is why the action is in mobile. They care about mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we worry about the desktop search engine environment because SEO is um, and, and, and and PPC frequently is. Um, we work with businesses who sit in offices who have desktops they look at, but the people we're serving for real, our actual audience, are all sco- are scooping in around on their mobile
3: devices. Well, and you bring up a really good point, and I have succumbed to this this very same self imposed bias, and I still do. Like mm-hmm. I naturally still will. Is the best tools? Paid search is a great example. The best tools for paid search management are on desktop, right? Like just they Naturally, they, it just, they, that's just the way it works. The the editor works better there. The 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 the, the graphical, like everything works better there. Um, so when I'm checking, I need to mentally remember that my audience is not there. I need to move myself, and not just they have previews for for both, right? So so that part's easily enough. But I need to remember that my engagement, that the way the person that I am is different than the person that I am when I'm actually creating the ad. And that is a different mentality. Like you should, one should almost sit down with their desktop off and just a notepad and go sit on their phone and start looking for stuff and taking notes and then jump on and, and start editing with their notes in front of them because your mentality does change when you're on a desktop. You're much faster and more efficient on a desktop. So I think that has a has a, has a a pretty big impact. But uh, I, I've, I've caught myself, I'd be the first to say it and I'll probably do it again, making the wrong call or the wrong tweak or the wrong well, here's thing that just the weird, work.
1: Here's the weird, weird, weird thing. The bias is, is is even more reinforced in our world because more frequently than not, the business to business contracts are more lucrative than the business to consumer contracts. Yeah. And so I'm an old person, been doing this for a little while, worrying a little bit about what happens in the future. So I'm naturally attracted to um, contracts that allow me to pay my rent and my obligations and put money aside because I'm a little bit worried oh, about an happens. And crazy, that means Jim. bigger that means bigger paying clients, which right. means more B2B, which is which means the audience I'm creating content for is probably looking at it on a desktop. Right. But Google doesn't care. I look at my analytics and I see 88% desktop like Eleven percent uh, mobile, one percent tablet. Whoever the hell those guys are, and it's we're measured in the mobile environment.
0: <laughs> and, like Google doesn't care.
1: Um, yeah, and that like, they have to measure somehow, I guess.
3: Well, I guess that's it, and 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 we all know that, and, and we need to respond to that. Um, but I, I absolutely understand your your point, where we may be creating a non, we may be costing our clients more money to make sure that the mobile experience is doing X, Y, or Z to placate Google, when in reality, the desktop is is what sort of, I think we had this discussion within the last couple of weeks too, but it's very similar to when HTTPS went. You just have a little micro site meant to like, just throw out some information on your whatever, right? Like it has no forms. It has no confidential information. And yet we all said you need to do it. Google said you need to do it. There was no actual functional reason, except Google wanted a universal truth, and so here we are.
1: Okay, moving along. A like cool article. I want. I want to actually use that as a, as a segue to jump into. But um, which one? Voice search or machine learning during crawling? Both are really fascinating.
0: They
3: really are. What do, do we want to go? We're
1: gonna do. We're gonna do. We're gonna do both of them eventually.
3: Yeah, you know what? Let's let's go machine learning during crawling because we may want to jump to a commercial and then voice search is like, as it, it always is. Sure. I mean, sure. You, yeah. So, um, um,
1: that was that was kind of cool. Um, uh, uh, Martin Schmidt answers questions on how uh, machine learning might be involved in the, in the crawling process.
3: Yeah, and that it's equally that it's not involved in rendering, right? Which is is I also found. Kind of kind of interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought it actually was, but every time I hear something, I'm like, ooh, I wouldn't have even thought to think that it could be. But then I my creative juices get going. I'm like, okay, I can see how it could. Um, but it's not. <laughs> so but, but-
1: it, it does Sorry. make sense in a pre sorting sort of way. You think the crawl happens first and then right. uh almost every visit thereafter
3: is a render. Right. right. Well, that's it. And then they, they dumped that in. Um, I do think if the fact that they brought it up made me think, okay, I could see some advantages. It, it, it naturally went, okay, well, how would that even factor in? That's like, okay, I could actually see now, um, you know, once I started thinking about it, I'm like, I'll bet that machine learning gets involved in rendering at some point because you and I and Probably every SEO on the planet who's been around for, for a little while and at least seen or, or dabbled in the dark arts of SEO can imagine scenarios where machine learning systems could view a rendered page once it was fed a proper set of like, and this is where abuses happen in rendering. Um to, to actually start to extrapolate from that. Oh, okay, here's here's things that we might not have seen technically in the back end. Here's ways that we could trick the system into hiding or or not specific subsets of, of content. Um the
1: interesting as uh, an interesting thought. The output from that might be kind of nightmarish. Could you imagine if like Google tried to take it, tried to like use machine learning to learn every uh, way of spamming Google possible and then created a website that did that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that'd be a lot of fun. Um, and then we'll just target, like, Niger 2 Ultra Marine with the thing, right? So people can play with that one, but without actually wrecking anything. <laughs> well, that's,
1: that, that, that's because Viagra and Cialis is just
3: too competitive. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, even for Google. They're like, no, nah, we don't want to do that. But that it does with India. And for our, for our, our listeners, uh, what they mean by that is it's being used to calculate the likelihood that various sites and various pages will provide value. So... Buckle up, look at your yeah. crawl stats because that's really telling you what Google thinks of you. Um,
1: so yeah, the way that the way that Martin explains that machine learning is used in the crawling process is uh, predicting stuff. It yeah. wants to predict like how good a website, the quality of a website, and I guess then might look at a number of signals that immediately get sent to Google and um, figure it against all the gajillion of other signals it seems from all the other gajillion objects it's got in its index, eh? Yeah.
3: And And presumably, they probably hook that up to their back end and go, and when content goes onto this site or into this section of this site, do people engage with it well? Right, like looking at other, and I know this is a dirty word to say Google would look at user engagement, but I can't help, maybe they don't rank based on it, but I can't help that they would go, okay, we know that people like this site, they engage well with it, we need to make sure that we're properly, we're, we're dedicating the crawl resources to new content on that site. Um, it, it just makes sense. They may not use it as a signal. I just want to be clear there. I've talked about that they do in other ways, but but that's not what I'm talking about right now. Um, but I, I, I can't help but think that they would go useful content for our users. We need to make sure that we have all of it. Um, so so
1: again, how how this is actually working? Even Martin Split isn't exactly sure. He uh, towards the end of the uh, uh, video he clarifies. I'm not sure if we're using this in production or if this is an experimental so far. Right. So if, if they're using it in uh, in uh, whatever Google has as its test base, or is this like actually happening in live in right. the real world, right. affecting um, X percentage of searches, of search queries, whatever that may mean. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that statement. Trust me, I crazy. know, I know we all do. Um, <laughs> okay, so, but that also, if like, you think about a, a machine learning and crawling and stuff, um, and again, the changes, I like think 2021, 2020 should have been the year of changes, but 2020 was the year of stasis. 2021, we were talking about this before going, in, going on the show too. And this is um, just over the rainbow thinking because we're looking forward, we're looking forward predictively at some stuff we have zero real information on, except what we hear in the media. But Pfizer's, uh, Pfizer's, um, Ninety percent effective vaccine, coupled with that nasal uh, spray that um, frustrates uh, transmission of the disease. Mm-hmm. Put those two factors together, as you were saying, that we could be normalizing our uh, our world by early summer, right? Eh?
3: Yeah, I, and I, I mean, I'm obviously you know excited by that, and it goes. And uh, you and I sort of discussed a little bit ahead of time that this does you know relate to the fact that not everybody needs to have had it to start loosening things up to start allowing um you know for 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 some additional movement right if you can you know we live in Canada if you can show me that within you know more than 2 weeks ago um you've had your your vaccination okay come on in cuz we know you're not bringing bringing it in now and, and you're also not going to take it back with you if you you happen to get it here like it's not like we don't have it um, you know, clearly we do. We just don't want to bring in more and we don't want to send it out to other people. So. Also, also, limiting limiting travel
1: allows uh, much, much easier tracing and tracing yes. allows us to to, to eliminate to the evidence uh, at the source. But yes. the reason I mention it is you, you might wonder, what does this have to do with like the core of search? Well, because the year 2000, 2020 has been the year of stasis. Mm-hmm. We've not seen a lot of great um, leaps forward We've, it sort of feels like we're seeing bridges between the way things were in uh, 2019 and the way things will be in 2021 um, introduction of BERT. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the, the, the first uh, years that BERT has been in the uh, ecosystem and the first year itself, the bird has been very active in the ecosystem. So the output next year is gonna be kind of really tell the tale of, of, so like this is like the bridge year, right? Right. Voice search is another example. Um, it's only been the last 24, 18, 24 months that um, Google and Amazon and whom uh, everybody has, just, has been pushing their own um, voice assistant device. And that's already changing uh, the composition of search results certainly giving Bert a workout mm-hmm. um, but um, all these things change how we optimize stuff have, have we actually taken a break or um, no. <laughs> but I was wondering <laughs> I'm so excited about stuff okay, I know I just remembered saying before we talk about voice you were saying we should take a break when you're probably <laughs> right so I think we're going to do that um <laughs> It is, uh, it is uh, November the 12th, halfway through it's November. It's Blur's Day. <laughs> it's Blur's Day, November the 12th, halfway through November, six weeks till Christmas, four weeks, and the, wrap your head around this, man, four weeks till the traditional industry shutdown, two weeks before Christmas, everything just like grinds down. Mm-hmm. We're six, we're, we're four weeks shy of that right now, just today. Mm-hmm. That's mind blowing. Yep. Um, we'd be gearing up for SES Chicago if such magical things happened, still happened. Um, anyway, friends, you are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the bizarrely, bizarre date of the 12th of November, 2020. Stick around. We've got more coming up after these messages.
2: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back
3: after this short break.
0: Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm.
3: Start your search engine and slip your servers into overdrive. It's
0: webmasterradio.fm steering you into
2: the winner's circle. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey, Alexa, order a new fry pan.
0: <laughs>
1: Sorry about that. Hey, Alexa, clear clear, clear the shopping cart. <laughs> nice
3: that was nice of you. Yeah. Or maybe, unless somebody has a shopping cart full of stuff. I
1: do that uh, to, to Shauna. every time I walk into her house. She's got, she got a new Echo, right? And so every time I walk into the apartment, I say, hey, hey Alexa, order whatever. Whatever goes to my mind. I'm going to get her a new car next time. She'll love boy- it. I know. I'm the best boyfriend ever. Um, okay, so to optimize or not optimize voice search is... But as it is, screw with voice search. Uh, should we be optimizing and thinking about it uh, in 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 our daily work? Yeah, uh, I'm asking the question. I, I understand why, question. why the
3: question gets asked. I I well, I understand why we feel the need that we need to answer the question mm-hmm. among ourselves and our peers. I don't know that we're really asking so much. Um, we're the more Brett how not why or.
1: Yeah, Sator has published a piece in uh, Search Engine Journal. Got, to, got yes. to give credit to the reason why we're asking the question yes. or what prompted it. It was a big – I think, you know what? Before we started understanding what Google was trying to accomplish with BERT, I think it was a lot more of a prescient question because um, we thought we'd actually have to do something to predict how people would uh, talk, mm-hmm. how people would ask questions. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do, do, do you feel as much of a I, – I, I'm a little bit more relaxed about that now.
3: I am. I mean we 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 did the the shorthand um in 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 for for a, a period of time there where if you wanted to optimize for uh for voice search, you basically optimized for featured snippets, right? Like that's that's what you did. And and if you got one, you more or less would would get the other. But f- we get to you're you're right, with with things like Bert and, and cascading that forward into the evolution that will unfold over the next few years of systems of it or systems built um you know on its back um we hit basically the core metrics that we have been looking at forever leading sort of on your question that that fast still fascinates me of like how do we treat data points as users do we treat data as as users you know when when they're interacting when they're pulling a calendar you know when my calendar lights up am i a user to Google Calendar, right? Like, did, did that just happen? Very, very similarly, um, you know, we, we we can look at the the scenario here and go, okay, when I look at a website, how long do I have to get somebody's attention? I have about two and a half to three seconds, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's the time on a website. Okay, for featured snippet, how long does Google have to grab my attention and answer a question? Clearly, they've done a lot of math, they figured it out, they have, you know, whatever, 200 and Sixty-ish characters or something like that. We just need to be looking at voice in a different way. I, I think not necessarily now, but in the in the not too distant future. And to your point, and go. I need to provide an answer, be it through the the schema available or be it you know in in the the content of my website, mm-hmm. providing the answer in a format and time frame applicable to that user. So I, I suspect for many we'll be able to extend that past. Um, you know, the, the, the featured snippet and and eventually into where there's a Q and A through a page using something like passages and going, okay, they'll start here and work their way down the various passages, you know, sort of a choose your own adventure, um, of, of, audible or, or you know voice engagement with a with a website and, and its content and going okay here's the various passages what is rank brain oh, okay when did that come out right like and grabbing passages from from that page or, or whatnot but I think we're, we're just gonna have to start looking at it totally differently and going how do users engage from voice right and and then what do I do with that
1: and this is this is why I was getting on the idea of um, change being a uh, a and it was a constant buzzword in our world it's certainly a constant buzzword on this show but moving into 2021 i think we're going to see um and as we come out of um covid stasis i think we're going to see a lot of change And i think a change in the summer moving summer to autumn into winter of 2021 if this uh vaccine slash nasal blockage thing should work um i think we're going to see rapid evolution in um most tech fields, as people just start introducing new, just pent up energy. Um, uh, like I said, we've been we've been in a stasis period or feeling like a stasis period. Once things start moving again, the developers and the engineers will start uh, moving again. Their their managers will start demanding innovation again, etc. And it's important to think future wise because, according to Brent's article, there are like you know 4.2 billion voice assistants in use right now in 2020. But if you project forward to 2023, there's going to be over 8 billion uh, voice assistants in use, which will be slightly more than the number of people on Earth. So we can extrapolate from that. Um, virtually everybody on Earth will be using a uh, personal assistant of some sort or another. Or you know, some people will be using multiple ones, one for their home life, one for their work life. Um, the market will expand to be worth almost $40 billion by 2025. And as it is right now, a good number of people who use a personal assistance feel very intimate with it, uh, very friendly with it. And that's something that can only grow as our personal assistants start to mold themselves to, well, us personally.
3: Well, and I I can't, I mean, that's, that's exactly spot on, obviously. And, and I think part of the problem, this gets into opinion, but I, I feel like, and we, we've talked about voice a few times and and Brent brings up some really good points in his piece. um, And I have a feeling we're all sort of feeling a bit like Cindy Crum did Um, back at like whatever SMX Advance, where she was talking about, this is the year of mobile. and, And there's been this sort of like Pent up around voice for the last couple of years, 18, 20, This is going to be the year. It blows out this year. This is going to be it. And it never is. And I, I'm not sure whether it's chicken and egg, right? The systems aren't training properly because we're all using things a certain way. So SEOs aren't helping craft the content, right? Like we're all using it to play music, check the weather. You know, I use mine to you know, set an alarm five minutes from now. Okay, it didn't just light up, right? Like, but we're using it for a set of, of utilitarian purposes. We're not using it in the same way, right, like looking at the stats anyway, to actually engage and, and start to find information. And I would never think to stop and have a conversation with it about rank brain, right? And, and sorry, I just use it as an example in an article. That's why it's top of mind. I, you know, maybe let's go Bert to go with something. Yeah, sure that was your article. I just read that. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and so we're, we're not using it for, I think, where the real power of it is, because We're not using it because we're not using it, the systems aren't trained for it and the SEOs aren't chasing it. But slowly but surely, all of this will come into play where we'll all start making sure the content is there in the right formats because we all do that. We're doing it with mobile now, we will start doing it with voice, but the users aren't using it right, so there's no use case for it, but then the users aren't because the answers aren't right. So we we do hit a chicken and the egg and it's Google's job to bridge that gap. It's not ours yet, I can't tell a client I need you to invest $50,000 so we can completely redo all of your content and make sure that voice has it. Am I going to get anything? No, good chance Amazon will beat you anyway. right? Like, no, this isn't how this plays out. (laughs) But if if you are unfortunate enough to tell your client that
1: they have to spend a whole bunch of money to to redo the content and it doesn't work, you can always say, the users were doing it wrong yeah exactly.
3: <laughs> it's not my fault it's the users. the users didn't catch up to how forward thinking we are yeah. um <laughs> so yeah but it, i think it's it's absolutely it's over at sej uh, search engine journal sorry i keep shorthanding that one too and that might cause confusion uh, a great piece part. i'm glad you brought that up as uh before our show as one that we we should be talking about because it is interesting information and i think for our users some very very valuable information in there okay there's
2: more and more
1: fun stuff like again this is all machine learning uh or not machine learning, uh schema um if uh you're in tra- if the world is slowly opening up um ontario is about to uh, the province of ontario and canada is about to re- uh release its um two-week uh quarantine on incoming travelers there's going to be a new protocol so we should be seeing more travelers and if they come or if they travel through the United States, they will be able to go to Google and find out about the health status, the safety safety status of uh, the places that they, they plan to stay or visit. And how are they being informed of this? Through schema markup. But isn't that that's kinda cool, right? Eh? Um, you can you can if 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 you're feeling like you know, a little bit weird about doing traveling, you can at least try to assure yourself.
3: Yeah, and I, I think it's great. I mean, obviously we can it's schema, right? You can you can mislead all you want with with schema, right? And that that is a problem. Um, you know, sort of with it. But there there are other other elements and, and sort of factors coming into play. But um, you know, and then say, yeah, I mean, you can do the same in Google My Business with 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 the things in there, right? I mean, we've got to sort of rely on people, but reviews will follow if you lie, so don't. Um and I, I think that's where oh, this also. Well, Google will come after you if you try to hink this. Well, indeed, because this is a big play for them and an important one. And I think this sets a tone because this isn't the first or last time we're dealing with this, right? (laughs) Like, maybe not this exact one, but, right, we're setting the protocols in place. Google has done a lot of advancement that they couldn't have even done, um, you know, 10 years ago during the the last pandemic. So not that they would have needed to because it wasn't as wide scale, but, you know, they, they've really learned a lot. This will be very useful information. I love it. I think it's great. I think everything, you know, I lean on it, not even because it's a, it's a good thing, good information to pass, but I always just lean on stuff like this for it's extra pixels that you have that your competitor doesn't, right? Like it's just extra pixels to take more real estate on a page. So even if you don't care about passing the information, you should, but even if you didn't just go, I get extra real estate on a page for free, right? Like just, if nothing else, it's useful for that as, as most of this markup is.
1: So the way to get your information into Google's health and safety is, um, uh, uh, quoting directly out off the SE round table and Barry Schwartz's article. Um, if you're a hotel owner, verify your business using Google my business and let guests know what measures you're taking to keep them safe. Um, so my mistake is, isn't that you're not you're not feeding the, the data through schema? Although I'm sure they are they are grabbing information off your site via schema through uh, Google My Business. But um, fill in the fill in the data uh, at Google My Business. Let people know that you have uh, that you're taking measures or what what they can expect when they come to your hotel and um, or motel or place of business. And um, as Dave says, it's more pixels for the eyeballs and um, it's one hell of
3: a trust mark yeah um, we have two minutes um, we might as well mention for because for, we we mentioned reviews just just moments yeah, yeah, ago yeah. yeah. Um, so we might as well mention um, Joy Hawkins um, and there's a, it's covered over Barry Schwartz by Barry I need to mention his name on this episode and we almost made it, but we, we didn't, we made it 58 minutes, but we still had to mention him on the episode um, over on uh, SE round table. He covers um, there is a delay. Uh, Joy had, had brought it up. Um, there seems to be a delay in reviews, actually making it um, into Google right now. So if you're experiencing that in your business, Um, It's not you, it's them. Um, Because it's not just Joy noticed it, it seems to be a a widespread um, sort of problem. Um, It does appear in that user's um, reviews, Barry ran a test, and it it does appear in his reviews that he can see him. So it's not the reviews are going away. Um, I'm not sure if they're dealing with a review problem right now, which they might be, or if there's just something kind of quirky in the system and it's, it's forcing delays. But if you're not seeing reviews, it's nope, it's, a, it's, fix just it it's built into the system and they'll be there eventually.
1: Did you survive the great YouTube outage of uh, yesterday?
3: <laughs> I, uh... Whew, yeah, just barely made it through. Um, I don't I'll quite honestly spend a lot of time on YouTube. My kids noticed it a lot more than I did, though.
1: I was just sitting down to have supper and, you know, I was trying to pull up some history lesson of some sort or another and I'm telling you, man, I had to go to Netflix. It was horrible. <laughs> but the i survived horror, I was, the horror uh, i made it i made it it was good i uh watched watched something that i can't even remember but same thing would have happened if i went to
0: youtube for
1: god's <laughs> sake so <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> okay on that friends we've got full clock you've been listening to Webology on webmasterradio.fm so on behalf of dave davies from bsoc internet marketing this is jim hedger from digital ways media And friends, we gotta remind you, COVID is real. Wear a mask, please stop the spread. Wash your hands all the time. Stay six feet away from people if you can't avoid people altogether. Um, Be really, really careful this weekend on Thanksgiving. The life you save may be your own, your brothers, your mother, dads, your grandmothers, or whomever. Um, Be kind to people. There's gonna be a huge amount of stress. Rank well, be good. Enjoy Facebook while it's while it's still a cool environment because you know that's got to go south eventually. But enjoy it while we got it, and we'll talk to you next week. Be well.